0: What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that digital nomad lifestyle. We're your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income, and get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. We have launched our Travel Couple book club, so be sure to check that out at TravelCouplePodcast.com to join the list. On our blog, we'll be focusing on how you can take actions to save for your next trip. We'll provide actionable advice on how you can save money on all of your purchases each and every day and put money away. Follow along at tothenationsworldwide.com slash blog. This month, we are diving into becoming a digital nomad by creating your own business or even finding remote work. If this interests you, then you'll want to tune in every Wednesday to catch the next episode of this podcast and in today's episode we talk with Dan and Rebecca. They are digital nomads living in Bali. We talk with them about finding a digital nomad job, living the lifestyle in Bali and how traveling has affected their lives. So without wasting any more of your time, here's our interview with Dan and Rebecca. Today we are joined by Dan and Rebecca. Dan is an Australian Rebecca from the UK who met on the road and work to lead a travel lifestyle. Hello, Dan and Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hi. Mike. How are you going? So glad you guys took the time to be with me here today. Let's just get started by getting to know a little bit more about yourselves and what you do.
1: So, do you want to go first?
2: Are you saying to me? No. Well, you, okay, look, uh, yeah, so, I'm go. Dan. I'm from Australia. I've been uh, traveling for nearly two years now um so i actually go back to australia for the first time in two years in about two weeks um where we're sitting in bali right now i don't know if you want to know that but yeah we're in bali in indonesia um i've been to 30 something countries i dabble in photography and i draw and i just started teaching english online but um before that i was just saving some money in the uk and working in bars and hospitality and that sort of thing and before that i worked as a travel agent And a hotel liaison
0: in Australia. Perfect. And that's me.
1: Great introduction.
0: Cool. What do you got? And then (laughs) then Rebecca, how about you?
1: Yeah, I'm Rebecca and I'm I'm from just outside of Manchester in the UK. I've been traveling for maybe two, three years. I first moved to Australia about 1920 and since then, just haven't really looked back. Just gone from destination to destination. In the final year of my degree, I managed to get some freelance work, and that meant that instead of going home and, like, you know, doing the nine to five thing, I was like, "All right, I'll just do this freelance thing and travel for a while." So.
2: It sounded like you just said I moved to Australia in 1920. <laughs> when you meant oh, I was 19. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. In 1920. <laughs> yeah
0: you're like oh, 100 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah. awesome <laughs> and then yeah. and then how did you guys meet let's go through that story um
2: uh, well beck doesn't look on it as fo- fondly as i do but we met in Colombia about a year ago um and in-, in a backpackers in medellin uh beck was meant to be doing a nomad work
1: So thingy. yeah, for reference, for the past two years, I've actually been hosting these like co-working retreats, and we were due to host one in Medellin, and we cancelled it last minute. But I still have my flight there, so I was like, well, I'll go anyway and hang out with some friends that I've got there. And mm-hmm. then saw this guy with this like huge beard and like a hat, and I was just like, hi, and he ignored me like a few times, but then I like, did not. <laughs> she makes it
2: like so bad. <laughs> <laughs> But the first time, no, we, we said hello on the stairs and that was about it. But yeah, no, and I was just backpacking at the time. Yeah. I was just backpacking yep. at the time. And then, yeah, we just met Um, and she was traveling with two, not traveling. She was there and knew two friends and I was traveling with two friends, one American and one Spanish at the time. And the six yep. of us just hung out and got on like a house on fire. And then Beck and I just continued hanging just out a bit hanging more. Out. Yeah. yeah. So we've nice. been together a year now nearly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
0: Congratulations. Better. Nice. Thanks. And then, <laughs> and then you guys are continuing to travel the world and, and see more places So yeah, I yeah. just want to ask yeah I just want to ask you this this question to start off the next part of our interview It's a simple two-word question but for so many couples out there it's got such a complex response why travel
2: uh, My usual answer is why not? good answer um for me it's just a matter of I just want to see as much as I can see and do as much as I can do um and I'll worry about the other things that everyone else worries about now later um but I'd rather travel now while I'm young and I'm able uh, my body's working and my mind's working and then I'll sort of knuckle down and settle down when I'm ready but there's things I want to see and things I want to do and I just want to see as much and do as much as I can, and as long as I'm happy, then then I'm winning at life, I think, and that's mm-hmm. it for me, really. And I I just get a lot of happiness out of the freedom of it all, and yeah,
0: yeah, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a similar answer? How about you?
1: No, not really, actually. Um, I think you learn the most when you travel, like beyond anything else, beyond uni, beyond any of these courses, like kind of online. You learn far more when you're kind of in an uncomfortable surround that's not the one that you're used to at home and to be able to do that on a, almost on a continuous level like well you can do what we're doing at the moment live somewhere for a few months and you really get to know the nuances and you learn so much about the little things but on like a, a simple level you go to a new city and it's like wow this is you know this is what it's you like. you learn here. a
2: lot about yourself too hey it's Absolutely, not just about destinations yeah. about like you learn about who you are as a person and what you hold valuable and yeah
1: yeah because, it's good yeah so many like, new influences that otherwise you might not have. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that is really important to me. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely. So where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next?
1: So we are actually in Canggu in Bali, which is like near the south. Of, well, kind of south of Bali. It's a bit of a surfer's town. And our kind of last destination was the UK. We were hanging out there for a few months. Just between travel, um, it was kind of my hometown. My hometown is on a farm outside of Manchester. I'm not from a city at all, and so it
2: was great. I was like living yeah. with her, living with her mum on a farm yeah. while yeah. back was flying to and from work in the USA for a little yeah. while there. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we go to Australia, as I said, in a couple of weeks for the first time in yeah a, for two years for me. So just so go home, say hello to mum. Um, just for three weeks in Australia. And then we're hopefully uh, going to go settle down in Portugal for a good six months in Lisbon. And just
0: oh, yeah, nice.
2: chill out there before we go the next thing.
0: Yeah, awesome. good. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Bali right now. If if there's somebody going to Bali, what do they need to check out?
1: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> depends what they're into. If, it, if they're coming to Bali because, well, the normal reason is like, you know yoga and kind of getting holistic and it's I cheap mm-hmm. oh yeah that as well it's a Yeah, cheap it's place cheap. to like <laughs> live
2: and stay um yeah so there's lots of like surf towns like Chenggu surf ubud is like another town which Ubud's is
1: all like inland in the center it's very like you know it's surrounded by forests and rice fields there's uluwatu which is really cool that's a little less developed perhaps than where we are right now in changu Canggu is, like, growing like crazy. That's what people should know if they're coming to Bali. But, yeah. like, Bali is...
2: It's really awesome, like, but it's, yeah. like, yeah, it's moving so quickly. It's so... Yeah. If people come here in, like, two years' time, it'll be a completely different place.
0: Absolutely, It's yeah. still awesome. Mm. It's
2: still really beautiful. Um, but Bali is just not big enough for how many people come stay here like us and put our foot down, yeah. I think. Yeah. But it's a beautiful yep. place. But Definitely worth checking out. It's hot. It's bloody hot here all the time, but <laughs> Great. she loves it. I can't stand it. Give me a cold destination anytime. That's why I liked Canada when I was there.
0: And well, Canada is yeah. nice and cold right now, so... <laughs>
2: yeah, but, yeah. so how cold is it there at the
0: moment? Uh, it's actually starting to warm up, so we're looking at about 5 degrees Celsius. Wow. <laughs> I love that that's starting to warm up. That's uh, yeah. that's good. No, that's, that fits the mold. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> And then, what's the temperature like in Bali right now? Thirty. It's
1: around thirty average in the daytime. Right now, it's at night, so I think it's maybe more. Okay.
2: Twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's hot. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's beautiful weather. Be yeah.
0: Sorry, it was just uh, cutting out a little bit there. Can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah, can hear you again. Yeah, just cut out there. Don't know what that was about.
0: Oh yeah, okay, we're back here. Okay, so uh, Bali to me has this uh, feel that uh, that's where a lot of digital nomads go. Can you explain why that might be? So to begin
1: with, again, it goes back to the very affordable cost of living. A lot of nomads do want to keep their living costs um, a little bit down, just because of you know geo arbitrage. are earning. In perhaps like a more Western country like Canada, like the UK, Australia, it certainly makes your money go pretty far. And then the other reason people are coming here is because there are already people here. Being able to go yeah. straight into that community is like it's a really nice feeling because you know you can just go and out and you can expect to meet people who are on the same page as you who are traveling. For you know,
2: example, like, we went to a party at a co-work co-living place last night, so. And then we met other people from other co-work, co-living places. And then we're going to another party tomorrow night at another co-work, co-living place that's got people from other co-work, co-living places. So it's like the community for like digital nomads, location independence is insane and perfect. It's and,
1: very strong. Yeah, yeah, and it
2: breeds a real creative culture and nice. um, yeah, that entrepreneur like get go, move yeah. life. Yeah, it's it's really good. And then add into that too, you got the beach right there and you got yogis and mountains and stuff. It's sort of got that sort of hippie side of being a
1: nomad. It's a good place to live outdoors. And of course, you want to balance out your time on a computer and therefore it's a great place to do that.
0: Yes, definitely. So traveling together, what has been your most rewarding traveling experience?
1: Great question. (laughs) (laughs) Do
0: Do you mean like together? Or like
1: separately. Yeah,
2: together. Because yeah. I think I have so much fun when she's not around. Oh <laughs> <laughs> she's giving me killer eyes right now. No, um I, Um I personally like one of my favourite times with Beck was most driving rewarding. Oh most rewarding, yeah, I don't, that's an that's
1: interesting question. I don't know like really implies there's this like like there's work behind it.
0: Oh. How about how about a time that you've really got to know each other in a certain situation? <laughs> uh, we
1: know each other? Uh, cra- <laughs>
0: crashing a scooter. Well,
2: yeah, that, that was fun. we, we crashed our scooter because the only way to get around in Bali is to get a scooter and right. It wasn't a bad crash and like I'm really paranoid about like I didn't want to, to get hurt or anything if I was but, driving So I was being really careful but still, mm-hmm. like I just hit the driveway just incorrectly, basically, and yeah. crashed a scooter. That, that's a really yep. quick way to learn about each other is have an accident together. And then, For sure. yeah, so I like to what tell everyone. All panic. Yeah. Yeah, I like to tell everyone that she was panicking and I was holding her together, but it was actually me. I, I was I am not good with blood, and I my it wasn't bad. Like I just had some blood what on my leg it, it and stuff, yep. and uh, Beck had to like look up to me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> was like
1: lying down in the, the, shower.
2: Down in the shower, fully dressed. <laughs>
1: Just hey, trying to like, just like figure I out that I nearly, I, can't do yeah, I'm like,
2: I nearly killed my girlfriend. She's like, we just fell over in the driveway. And I'm like, and you nearly died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at that angle, and it's like, nah, it was you know, fine. But watching how someone deals with stress is definitely a good yeah.
2: test, and I'm the, I guess. Yeah, and I'm the chill one in the relationship. Yeah, but no, uh, Yeah, but when I, I crashed the scooter, I was not chill at all. I was very, very stressed. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's let's move on to this part. How about your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience together?
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, together. Most awkward experience. Or, or even together. separately, if together. you have a really good story. <laughs> See, the the pro- like we we um we were thinking about this question yeah. and we're like, I. It's funny for me because I don't get embarrassed very easily because I'm a loud, stupid Australian, so I just sort of yeah. don't really mind about anything <laughs> too much. <laughs> right? yeah. But Beck, um, and Beck's very safe, so she just keeps it all like well wrapped. Um, I can't really think of anything that we've done that's been really stupid because we're both pretty smart travelers by this point. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: we've been okay. going for a few years.
2: So, yeah, so I'll tell you the dumbest thing I've ever done was I got home. Brilliant. Um. From being in Japan, I put my passport in my pocket and then I washed my pants with my passport oh, no. in my pocket. And the passport, was one one and a half years old. Um, so that was just, I classify that as still one of the dumbest things I've ever done. is just be like, oh, I'm home now. I don't need to like worry about oh. my passport. I just, mm. <laughs> just washed it in you my head. That was, I just yeah. ruined
0: it.
1: I might they be didn't able do that. to top that really kind of dumb kind of travel story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait for it. So I was on a trip around South America and you are told a lot when you go to South America, get your yellow fever and you should definitely do that. And not only yep. should you do that, but you should carry the certificate with you, which I wasn't doing because I'd gone, I think I went to Costa Rica, Colombia, Brazil, and I was going to go Brazil, Nicaragua through Panama and Panama and Nicaragua are like four of the, there's only four <laughs> countries in Central America that literally require And it it's so fun.
2: I don't know, because I've been to all four of those countries, and I had mine, and they never asked That's, for it.
1: And it's oh, such wow. bad performance, if you get asked, and <laughs> naturally I asked, and it was like, you know, a few hours before this flight, which was like a free leg flight, it was not cheap, and I was like, <laughs> no, and there's oh, no way no. they can kind of stick you on, because like, you know, yeah. bad You could kill yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah, that yeah, would be bad. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty... So yeah, you, you had to rebook repeat. all your
2: flights and everything, hey? But that was to that see was, me, so it was worth it in the end. That was before we were dating wasn't it yeah and you, yeah that was coming oh. to see me that was that's nice
1: you went in nicaragua that was in cuba
2: no yeah but it was bef- just before cuba though wasn't yeah. it Is that connecting that a, up
1: that was a whole month before i think yeah. right? okay good yeah.
0: times okay all right. yeah so we we've kind of talked about uh, a, a bad travel experience when you guys got into an accident uh with the scooter so with with all these experiences that you've uh, had while traveling together how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship?
1: Um... <laughs> so,
0: okay, I'm going to
1: answer this. Yeah, in go, a babe. normal relationship, okay, I can't really speak that confidently about this because I haven't been in said situation a lot of times, but the way that it looks like it develops is that so you go out on – dates and you hang out and then it gets to the point of like you stay at each other's houses and it's a very natural progression there whereas mm-hmm. with travel it's like it's immediate if you are kind of hanging out and in that stage and then it's like fuck I want to hang out you then have to make the decision okay so shall we get an airbnb together and it's very like it makes you get serious very fast. And if you're not serious about the other person, I think it it doesn't really last very long.
2: It's kind of good in a way because it like forces you, well, if you really like them, it means it makes it easier to be together a lot Yeah. because you both like commit to the idea of traveling together and that sort of thing. But if you're like 50, 50 about the relationship or you want to take it slower, you can't like, you've either got to be invested or not. There's no like safe medium I like yeah. am madly in love, so I'm pretty happy to do the just dive straight in. Good to know. Beck was a lot more like
1: I'm very hesitant. Hesitant,
2: which is good. I mean, that's yeah. exactly how most people should be. But I think she's mm-hmm. okay with me now,
1: right? You're yeah, all right.
2: Yeah, You're fine.
0: Good. We're okay. We're doing okay. Good. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> Let's not break so, up on a podcast. That is yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so when planning a trip. Who's gonna take care of what? Do you guys uh, allocate tasks to one another or play to your strengths? What, how does that work? Yeah,
1: because we both have traveled and we know that it needs to be organized. If it's not organized, it's
2: yeah. We're um we're both pretty we're both very savvy. Um, we both know what each other's likes and dislikes are, which is good too because we've traveled a bit together now. Um, but there's certain things like if we're booking a car, I always book the car because. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just better at reading terms and conditions and making sure we're not getting done there, And but Beck usually and books the accommodation, because yeah. um, she usually likes little specific things when she's booking accommodation, I know but even then, like, I yeah. book 25% of the accommodation too, yeah. like, so it's not all on you. We were talking mm-hmm. tonight, actually, about food, because we love Food's food, like, one. food is, whenever we go anywhere, we're always looking for, like, good places to eat, whether it's local or Western, we just love food, so... Um, we were talking about that tonight because Beck's really good at finding the area to go for food, like the suburb or street or town. But then we sort of both decide where we're going to go. So we'll go to one that she might know or found recommended. But then once we've been there, I'll drag her to like one that we've passed on the street that I like the look Mm. of. So yeah, Mm. yeah, it's sort of food. We definitely know each other well enough now that it's sort of just, and yeah. we send each other links, but I don't actually know how much we both look at each other's links. We usually just trust the other one a fair bit, I think. Or we... her like a booking.com list.
1: And it's paying attention to what the other person wants as well. It's like, okay, so like you want to be near... So at the moment, we're going to go to Sydney, like in a few weeks, and there's a football game on. So I was in charge of accommodation, and I was like... I don't want to deal with traffic between the stadium and home. So we're staying like, right. I think, a short walk away from the stadium. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So it's just little things. It's good. It's easy.
0: Yeah. Nice. It's so, good that it
2: we're both savvy, though, because it makes
0: yeah. So uh, traveling together, a place that you've been to either together or separately, what do you feel is the best destination that you would recommend to a travel couple out there?
2: Um, I automatically say straight away for this one is Cuba. Um, a, it, it is romantic as all hell. It's oh, yeah. absolutely beautiful place. Um, mm. if you are in a digital nomad couple, the reason I recommend it is because you can't use Wi-Fi anywhere. Yep. So it's yep. an actual holiday destination. You can't work there really at all. It's, I would never recommend anyone go and try and work in Cuba unless you can work offline. Um, because and because of that, it was awesome. Because Beck works with social media and that sort of stuff, so it she's always sort of glancing at her phone yeah. and everything. And that's not so. And that's not a terrible thing. Like she's still really good at like giving me time and stuff. But in Cuba, I found that we were both just able to be with each other yeah. properly all the time without like phone interrupting or thinking about work because it was an actual holiday that
1: can certainly be applied to the destination
2: we've gone as well
1: mm-hmm. so we went to sardinia in italy which is like an island off italy not great reception and we've been on a road trip through the scottish highlands again reception is not strong so yeah. that's a real important factor in finding a good place
2: yeah so for a couple i think if you're trying to spend like quality like couple time together basically look for no wi-fi and you'll yeah you'll be- it just makes it more magical and special and romantic if you work together though then we could give you a list as long as our bodies of oh, places yeah. you could go right and work and still get to hang out yeah
0: so yeah definitely cuba is up there for us too that's a amazing place so closing out this part of the podcast do you have any more advice you'd like to give couple travelers out there
1: give each other space (laughs) yeah we yeah Yeah.
2: definitely agree with that and and this is like and like this struggle is real with this one you know because you're together all the time um and even when you're together it's not necessarily like the way you want to be together you know like
1: high quality time together and then you assume that you're spending all your time together even though it's not like you know like time yeah
2: it's different like so we we still make sure that we go on like little date nights and stuff even though we like doing everything together like i we work together we i drop her at gym i I pick her up from coffee shops we like Mm -hmm. sleep and everything together but we still make sure that we go out and do like proper date nights and then on the flip side of that as well is i make sure that like beck's really good at telling me hey i just need my own space and i'm like Mm -hmm. cool so i'll just go and like drop her at a coffee shop that she really wants to work at and I'll just leave her there for like four or five hours and she'll just message me when she wants to be picked up or...
1: I yeah. sound like a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
2: your go live driver um, But yeah, no, it's just about being really like honest about that. You know, like I'll, I'll tell her if I'm feeling like unloved because I'm the needy one in the relationship and she'll like give me some love when she's ready. But she'll also I'm tell ready. me if she needs a little more space and I'll happily like give her some space. So... Or give her the, you know, so she can have the room for the day. I'll just go occupy myself or... Yeah, yeah.
1: that's it. It's just being respectful of the other person. A little
2: bit of communication. goes a long way. Oh,
1: that's all Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this next part, we want to focus on actionable advice on how uh, couples can travel the world. So as we all know, travel can be really expensive and you do need to kind of bring in some money in some way To fund those travels and you guys both have your own ways of doing that so let's just get into a little bit of being a digital nomad how can one go out there and try to find work as a digital nomad
1: okay this has got to be one of the most commonly asked questions Um, like the first thing that I say to people when people ask that is go and find something that you absolutely love that you really enjoy doing and see how or whether you can make that remote i know that's not like the quick easy fix that people want to hear but but it's the truth i think it's the most sustainable yeah option if you're becoming a developer because you've been told that you can do that remotely and it will make you some money down the line maybe it'll go well but maybe you won't enjoy it at all you won't be good at it and it won't be something that you can actually follow through with and just,
2: and then like, so for me, like I'm a very social person. So for trying to find some work that I can take with me is, was really hard um, for me. So my recommendation is to do things. Um, If you're trying to pick up something new, do like the easy courses where you find like course discounts from Groupon or Udemy. I can't highlight those. Udemy's is a great source for being able to try something out before actually committing to like actual, you know, degrees and certificates. You can just do a six week course, see if you actually like it. And if you do, great, then like then you can pursue that more and turn that into your digital nomad. So I became I actually did like a web development course, loved it, could not see myself doing it in Bali. Um so then I did my teaching English to foreign languages course. Um didn't love it, but I got got a job recently teaching like um kids in Beijing. And I absolutely love it. It's great. Like, so mm-hmm. it's just about making sure you know what you do really love doing and trying to incorporate sorry, incorporate that in some way. And then like I love so then I just use my spare time for photography and try to chase that down and yeah, just sort of little bits and bobs. So mm-hmm. doing whatever you can, really. You write as well. She writes yeah. a lot too.
1: So I well, I do a few things. I currently um my official title is head of community at a um, like co-living space. We've got a bunch of different co-living spaces around the world. It's called outside.co. And then <laughs> on the side of that, I actually do freelance writing as well. So as with a lot of remote workers, I think there's never usually just one source of income. People do like to diversify because it gives you more stability to know that you're not relying on one source. You have multiple streams coming in.
2: And that's cool too, to let people know like that you've been like earning money like for a long time now while travelling yeah, where yeah. I've only just I am yet to actually get my first paycheck from a remote job. so I can get my first paycheck in two weeks. So mm-hmm. for me it's all really new, which is why I'm trying to like make get photography into something and do those other little side projects which might turn into something and maybe they won't, but it's all new and exciting for me, so That's I'm very a really like
1: really useful thing to include though for anyone who's just about to do this. So you you weren't remote before. No. But now you're giving this a go, and before that you just saved up money and like you're normal.
2: Yeah, it was just hospitality and stuff. Yeah, I did the nine to five office job, hated it. Actually went to hospitality after that, so and just saved money and worked my butt off, did 50, 60 hour weeks, saving money so I could then just travel and leave again. Yeah, yeah a bit crazy now I look back at it, but it was good. Loved it.
0: And definitely like these are great, great pieces of advice because so many people are at different points in their lives. You could be working a nine to five and trying to save up that money to go on that next trip or trying to find time to incorporate travel and more into the, your lifestyle. Or you could be trying to look for that digital nomad job. So you guys just dropped a lot of great advice there. I want to just uh, go into each of yours scenarios here and talk a little bit more about what you're doing. So Dan, you said that you're teaching English online right now. Can you explain how how you got that job? How how can our listeners go about that if that's what they want to do?
2: Okay, so um, teaching English online is actually it's really common. There's heaps of companies through China, Korea, Japan, um, even in the Philippines. Basically, a lot of Asia um, that need English teachers, um, and to solve the problem of having people in ground they do a lot of hiring of anyone who is a natural English speaker so Canadian American Australian and English or UK are like the top ones Um, or New Zealand as well sorry and you need a TEFL certificate first of all now I actually got my TEFL certificate online Um, there's heaps that offer a TEFL certificate so just make sure you do your research on the company first to make sure that it's a legitimate certificate Um, usually you need to do about 120 hours minimum um, which is like how long the course is. And then once you get your certificate, so that took me, it actually only took me about eight weeks to do that course mm-hmm. less than, um, cause I worked my bottle. I just smashed it out as quickly as I could.
1: You were great with time management during that time though. Cause I remember you, you would schedule out your days and you would allocate the days that you would actually go and do this course.
2: Um, yeah. That's what I was doing. So I was, so I was bar, working like, 50 hours in a bar. Then I was coming home and doing on my on my one day off a week. I usually had one day off a week. I would do make sure I was doing like four to four to eight hours a week of this course, um, yeah. to just make sure I was trying to get it out. And then once I got the certificate, um, I just contacted. There's I, the good thing is Facebook now, um, and other social media sites. Like if you type in, uh, Tefl teachers or T E F L teachers or teaching English to foreign languages online there's a heap of groups on Facebook and they'll always post on about jobs and they'll post about opportunities and that sort of stuff so I actually just joined a couple of those groups before I even got a job and found some companies that were hiring and then you just do the good old thing and you send through your application because it's all online usually you need to have set up send a video as well you know just so they can see who what you look like so they can hear that you're English that sort of stuff Um, another good website is called high offer so h-i-o-f-f-e-r dot com i'm assuming um but they basically just teach job they post jobs for um people who want to teach english foreign languages and yeah so i applied got a job got an interview had to go through a really long interview process um and then yeah they approved it got the job so i'm doing not many hours i think it's a little under 10 hours at the moment with this job which is good um but if because i've just started if i'm really comfortable uh next month doing it then i'll um, up the hours probably to 15 20 hours and then um yeah things will be a bit more steady but yeah so it's, it's just like any other job you know it's just the difference is it's all done via facebook groups yeah. and online and you know like i had to go i went and bought a microphone so i've got a little microphone and um just got a little setup done properly instead of mm. buying and but it's so good though because i now so the uh, when I did my when I was doing my interview I was wearing a business shirt with footy shorts and no shoes um in 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 Bali you know like where else are you going to do that it's absolutely crazy but it's great
0: yeah that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) that's great advice and it it is such a great way to earn uh some money especially when you're on the road all you need is a a secure internet connection I guess and and you're off to the races yeah
2: yeah, exactly right. Okay. You get that secure internet connection, and um, yeah, just make sure it all works and runs mm-hmm. properly. Um, well, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I had I had to have, but there really wasn't. It's just about looking neat because they're Asian companies. Usually, they really like you to have like a good, um, a professional-looking appearance. So yep. I just make sure that I shave. I'm n- I don't I'm not clean-shaven, but I just make sure like my beard's nice and neat, that my hair's pulled back. That I and I do. I was smart enough to pack an actual proper business shirt. So with all my singlets and footy shorts and board shorts, I have one business shirt, which is very handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Okay, so then Rebecca, you talked about being the head of uh, of community management. Yeah, that's right. uh, Can you explain to our listeners what exactly that is?
1: So. Community for Outside means managing the members. So Outsite is a network of co-living spaces and these are houses around California, Hawaii, Costa Rica, Bali, New York. And kind of the core part of Outside is becoming a member. And once you're a member, you get these huge discounts across all the properties, perks on our partners and access to our community site channel as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, someone needs to kind of manage all that and i am that person so i kind of manage yeah like the events uh the slight channel of course and we have community managers in each location as well so say for example if you go to hawaii i won't be there but we've got trini and she runs the community there and she kind of manages the house runs like cool little events they all went out on a hike last week And so I manage that, and I also manage the marketing for outside as well. So that means the social media, blog, email, uh, PR and press. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of what that encompasses.
0: Awesome. And then for somebody that wants to jump into a similar role or even any type of online digital nomad job, how would you recommend them going about doing that?
1: Um. Get a relevant experience. Um, your,
2: well, your job was like through networking a lot. Like it's because of like who you'd met along the way. So I like for you, almost the most important part was starting. Like It was,
1: yeah, networking. But also I had such, so for co-working and co-living in particular, it's such a small like niche right now. And so if you're someone that's creating in that area, so for example, I'd run these co-working retreats for about two years. And the company I'm working with now, they'd known this. They knew that I'd run co-working retreats in Mexico, Costa Rica, Budapest, Portugal.
2: And that was for a small startup too. That wasn't for like a big business, which means... Yeah, which um, means like
1: there's no... It was offering back. It wasn't
2: through anyone else. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you're doing that just because you want to. And if people can see that you're doing that because you want to, it's not necessarily for any other reason. It's like, okay, this person is super passionate about this and they're actually good at it as well. So that was the other kind of reason I got this role is because people trusted me and they knew my work was good. And so, yeah, that's kind of how that came about. But honestly, it's just getting relevant experience, which seems very common sense knowledge for any kind of role. Um,
2: But see, the thing is, too, like when you come to places like where we are right now in Chengdu, you meet so many people that are building things and they need people like like what Beck's experience has to offer and Mm -hmm. after I so I've met so many people already and I feel like in six months time I'm hopefully will have like a bit more of a skill set that I can then add as well and then maybe my job will be half teaching English online and then half like doing some sort of work similar to what Beck does in these co-working spaces and stuff as well but it's just about it's just because I'm here that I'm meeting the people and those opportunities just seem to come up all the time by themselves you constantly meet people who are like, oh, yeah, I met this person six months ago in uh, Medellin very, and very they were talking about this network, yeah. app they were building and now mm-hmm. they want to hire me to do this part of it and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah.
0: yeah, networking is so important. That's awesome advice. So I just want to talk a little bit about community management in general because I think I feel like every business should have some sort of community management, and especially if you are in, like we t- we were talking about before, a travel blogging world, or in s- just starting your own business online, what is one piece of advice, the most important thing people should know about community management within their business?
1: Um, great question. Uh, that was I a good question. That, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of advice that's really applicable to anyone who's starting a business in community. If your community is like that much... Oh, I'm trying to make it up. I mean, What's communication
2: it? comes to mind for me, but I mean, that's a bit of a cop-out because every good business Everyone needs good communication. but
1: But if you're trying to provide value to a community, like hopefully your community that you have with your business find out exactly what it is they want i guess and it's Mm -hmm. being able to provide that value to them again and again and again and showing that you can improve and listen to what they say and then genuinely just start to understand what they want before they know that they want that and start providing it and then i think the business kind of comes alongside that because if you're able to provide the value to people and they're like, yeah, yeah this is a, absolutely what I needed. And that's because you're working so closely with a community, then that should hopefully be working more for your business. Like,
0: I couldn't agree anymore. Providing that value is, is number one for sure. So for the two of you, what's next? Uh, are you guys... Uh, well, I'll just keep it at that. What's next for okay. Dan and Rebecca?
2: Well, <laughs> um, so uh i like i hope you don't mind me saying this but we're actually starting oh, a yeah. uh, podcast as well so we've recorded awesome. our first three first star uh, three episodes while we've been in Bali and we're recording another two more uh next week and the week, week. after before we leave um and ours is just a bit of a, a light-hearted look at what it is to be a nomad oh, yeah. um and we're just gonna try and give a very real world look at it in terms of that Beck's got uh, solid foundations and solid experience. And I've got a very, uh, happy go lucky look at the whole concept and I'm just coming into it. So I get to play as sort of the dumb scoundrel while she gets to tell me what's actually going on. Um, (laughs) but, um, and then on top of that, so I'm also, um, working on my own photography website at the moment. So that's, uh, Getting to its later stages of getting sort of launched. So I've been applying with local businesses and stuff to try and like build up my portfolio. Um, and then what else am I doing at the moment? Is that it? There's something else, isn't there? I can't even remember what it is now. Photography. No, that's English. it. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah, teaching English, photography, and a podcast. It's actually uh, yeah. takes up a lot more of your time than you can imagine.
0: Oh, for um,
2: sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and it's, I. Yeah, that's what's next for me, I guess, and for us, it's the podcast, and then, yeah, moving to Lisbon,
1: yeah, and so just setting we, up for the first with time. With outside. we've actually just launched a new co-living space in the center of Lisbon, and, yeah, it's going to be so much fun to launch it, but, of course, as with everything, there will be a lot of work behind it, so just super excited to kind of start that and move back over to portugal it's a really really cool country
2: lisbon's like her fate one of her favorite cities in the world and she's so stoked and it's rubbed off on me a lot now because i'm super excited now as well Um, (laughs) it is so
0: beautiful for sure so uh sorry what's the podcast going to be called oh it's another
2: bloody nomad um, awesome yeah or a, yeah. ABN for short yeah, um, yeah so we're hopefully going to be releasing that in uh, April so that should come out with it's first uh, four or five episodes that will be
1: next week actually yeah It will be next
0: shit that is excellent
2: um, yeah yeah so no definitely we'll and we're, we're not doing interviews it's more of just a discussion on a topic but we're going to do an interview sort of once a month just to get yeah. a guest, more of a guest host as opposed to an interview. Yep. They just come in and talk about topics topic yes yeah. and It's just a bit of fun and it's, yeah. So definitely if people want a, another podcast to listen to, we're going to give yours a plug as well. I think this will pop up on our next show actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. definitely. We'll talk about how we were.
1: Uh, we were interviewed for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were dancer. interviewed for a podcast. <laughs>
2: and we got to talk about Are our sure? podcast. Now just out of goodwill, we're going to mention his podcast. It's
0: podcast
1: sharing
0: the love. Do you want to say the word podcast again? Yeah. Podcast, <laughs> podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> well, th- that is awesome, guys. I'll be really looking forward to uh, listening to that podcast. That'll be lots of fun. You guys are excellent conversationists, and it would be – I'm sure that podcast is just going to catch on no problem. Uh, thank well, you very much, Matt. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Dan and Rebecca sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nation's Worldwide Travel Couple podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me.
2: Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for having us, man. It was good fun. Really enjoyed it.
0: So I just want to give this time to you uh, one last time to uh, plug anything else you want to say and and just leave our listeners with anything
1: if you want to come say hello on instagram that's kind of my main platform i guess outside of work it's rebecca.georgia so r-e-b-e-c-c-a dot g-e-o-r-g-i-a why are you looking at me
2: (laughs) just i just loved how you spelt that it was there was such a such a win. There are
1: multiple ways to style my name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and uh, for me, um, my photography website should be up and going strong. And my Instagram tag is also the same, which is DVL Portfolio. Um, nice I and easy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, as I said, the podcast is just going to be called Another Bloody Nomad. And yeah, as I said, guys, it'll just be a nice light lighthearted bit of fun so feel free to jump on and have a listen and tell us how good or bad we're doing
0: thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide we cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to this podcast visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 15 for this episode's show notes leave a comment on the page we'll be sure to get back to you and if you'd be so kind please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review We'll make sure to consistently deliver you these podcast episodes. This is Mike Fletz and Natalie, hoping you have a wonderful adventure out there to the nations worldwide.